I really had to reevaluate who I was, um, how I was living, because I had to acknowledge that I was contributing to the problems in my life. Really hard pill to swallow, by the way. Hey, I'm Gina Keeping, ex-classroom teacher turned mindset and business mentor. Not too long ago, overwhelm and stress was my norm. Now, I have created a life where I help entrepreneurial women create an unstoppable mindset and teach them how to grow and scale their own businesses, all while getting their own gifts out into the world and creating an impact. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast, where each week I bring you an inspiring person or message where we talk about all things life and business related, where our conversations are real, the information is inspiring, we have a splash of fun, we have lots of laughs, and we dive into life lessons and deep conversations about all the things. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Keeping It Real podcast with your host, Gina Keeping. That's me. (laughs) Today, we are talking morning routines. And to be quite honest, this is the question that I get asked about the most. So today, we're going to dive in and talk about all things morning routine related. And I'm going to break down some of the things that have helped me develop and create a successful morning routine that I know you've probably heard this phrase before, but it sets me up for success. You hear a lot because it's quite common that these things that you can do daily can really, really help you. You don't believe me? Ask my husband. He is the first to say, Gina, have you done your morning routine today? While I think I'm being sneaky and all cool, these tools just help me show up better for myself and therefore it just impacts everybody around me, which is so, so important to me. So. Where did this morning routine come from? So let me just backtrack a little bit. I haven't always been uh, this morning routine self-proclaimed guru. Um, if you would have looked at my life five, six, seven years ago, uh, my morning routine consisted of doing a morning workout um, and then rushing to the blender, making my smoothie and just rushing through the day. I feel now when I look back, most of my things that I was doing was going from one thing to the next and really just going through the motions of so many things. And then, as you've heard on the podcast, I uh, went through a very hard patch where I had to reevaluate everything. And it's quite unfortunate that we usually only, I guess, look for ways to change when we're faced with these big hardships. These are the things that force you to look at how you're living. And they can be a blessing in some ways, but most people who decide to change what they're doing daily usually has had some sort of rock bottom, some sort of life altering thing happen that forced them to look outside of themselves and look past the thoughts, beliefs and routines of what they were doing. And that was my story. So once I went through my hardship and I really had to reevaluate who I was, um, how I was living because I had to acknowledge that I was contributing to the problems in my life. A really hard pill to swallow, by the way, is acknowledging our part in where we are in our lives. I didn't want to look at that for a very long time, and it was very easy for me to point the finger. But the only time, or the only way I should say, that things started to change is when I took ownership and I just had radical acceptance for where I was 
and also being aware of the habits and patterns that I had individually that led me to that moment. Once again, very hard pill to swallow. The easy route is to point and blame and just continue on in my misery, right? Um, which I didn't even know was my misery back then, but looking back, you know, hindsight, right? 2020. So anyway, when I, when all that happened, I had to really look myself in the eye and realized, you know what, like, I really don't know who I am. All the things that determined who I was, was taken away from me. So I had to really look at the bare bones of everything. And that led me to, um, attending a Tony Robbins event in San Jose, the day that Trump got elected, by the way, I was like, what am I doing? I went there by myself. I was very desperate and looking for anything that would help me. At that point, I've tried so many things and nothing was working. Um, I had had a setback and was just starting to believe that, my goodness, could this be my new reality? But something inside me said to no fight for it, Gina, and to figure out what my next step was. And that next step was to attend a Tony Robbins event where insert corniness here, but totally changed my life. I attended that event totally alone, uh, experiencing a lot of anxiety, depression, PTSD at the time, all situational, but still very real. And um, by taking that leap and getting totally out of my comfort zone and being so scared, it allowed me to be surrounded by so many people who were in the same boat as I was. Everybody was searching for something. And we all found it that day. For me, it was that there's something bigger out there. It gave me the confidence. It gave me the tools to look within rather than as a people pleaser in the past. And to be quite honest, sometimes that still rears its ugly head. Um, you know, it was so easy for me to determine my worth based on what other people thought. And I spent a lot of time doing things, trying to get that worthiness, which is always going to lead you down a bad road. So I learned the tools and I started studying him and other successful people who were creating a life that they wanted, that were thinking outside of the box, that they weren't just doing the norm because at the time the norm wasn't in my reach. I wasn't able to return back to teaching. So I was like, okay, like what next? If I didn't have that moment, I would never be here on this podcast doing what I'm doing today. But I was forced to look outside of myself. My hope is to give you the tools so you don't have to have a rock bottom like I did and that you could start implementing these things now to prevent it. But let's be real. Sometimes we are not going to put the work in. We know we should, but then it's when these big things happen that, uh, that we decide to finally do it. But even if just one of you guys listening to this decides to start implementing a practice and starts to really look within, then it's worth talking about. So that's why I'm here. So after this event, I became obsessed with uh, learning how to heal myself. And that came with learning to look within. And I started very slowly to learn about morning routines, morning rituals. If those words don't resonate with you, then find a word that does. Don't let that word morning routine hold you back from starting something that could change your life. So it started off with a gratitude practice. And I just started and ended each day with 10 things that I was grateful for. And the first day I did it, didn't really see a difference. The second day, nah, probably not. The third day, 
I noticed I was a little bit lighter, but I was still a non-believer and said, no, that can't be the thing. By the time I finished one week, I noticed a huge difference in not only how I showed up, but how I thought about myself and how I thought about the world around me, the situation I was in. And then after learning, I started to add these different tools, these different buzzwords that you might be hearing, like affirmations and meditation. And I would love to be able to say that it was easy. And I was like, oh, yeah, I had a morning routine in place in no time. It took a lot of trial and error. It took hundreds and hundreds of hours to really find what worked for me. Um, And for me, I do a combination of gratitude, affirmations, journaling and meditation. Now, if all those words are scary, don't push stop. (laughs) Keep listening because I'm going to break all these down for you. And if at the end of this podcast, you're still like, Gina, I still don't know how to do it. I actually have a course that you can sign up for that walks you through every step. But try this first. So gratitude, which is great. We all know how to practice gratitude. You can start with big things with gratitude. And like if you have never practiced gratitude before, like maybe shelter is a good thing. Maybe the fact that you have a family is a good thing. Wherever you feel you can practice gratitude, start there. There are no rules in creating this morning routine. Well, I guess there's some, but for gratitude, it's just finding something that you can be grateful for. And then as you get used to the practice, try to find more smaller things that you're grateful for. Maybe it's your latte that you drink in the morning. Maybe it's a moment that you had um, with a stranger. The other day I went to the beach and I met this beautiful older gentleman and we bonded over the sea and he was showing me pictures of the day before and we just had this really nice moment. So the next morning that made my gratitude list because it made me smile. And when you'll notice that when you write about these moments and these things, you will feel a smile come on your face. You will feel a smile. You will feel that feeling that you are grateful for. And when I wrote that the next day, I stopped and I pondered and I remembered that moment and how grateful those little meetings are. It can be something even maybe someone did something nice for you or how somebody made you feel. So as you get deeper in your practice, let those things get smaller as well. Um, And then once you feel comfortable with a gratitude, maybe you start doing affirmations. And if you're not familiar with affirmations, Affirmations are just things that you say to yourself over and over. And before you say, I can't do affirmations, you are already doing affirmations all day long. Ask yourself, what do you say to yourself when you look in the mirror? I guarantee you, if you haven't done this work before, you're tearing yourself down. Maybe you're saying you're not enough. All day long, you're already affirming because you've been taught to affirm way, way long ago. But now what I want you to do is I want you to be intentional about how you affirm. Our brains are designed to look for the negative. It's up to us to reframe and retrain. And that comes with practicing what you want to hear. So if you're struggling with confidence, you want to be able to say these affirmations and get behind it. Now, here is where most people fall short. A lot of people create affirmations that they cannot get behind. They have no idea how it feels and they end up going, yeah, I am enough. I, and they don't even believe it. So if you're practicing affirmations and they're not working, you have to be able to get to how is that going to feel? Your body and your mind, it's all connected and your body needs to be able to feel it. 
So what does it look like and how does it feel for you to be a confident person? I guarantee you, you have an image of what that would look like. Or maybe you know somebody in your life who's already confident and adopt their courage as you're doing the affirmations. But feeling them is so important. And if you don't get behind that feeling, the affirmations won't work. Meditation, I'm going to be quite honest, and I've said this on the podcast before, I used to hate meditating. I had this false notion of what meditation was, and I could not sit with my own thoughts. I would sit down, I would get overwhelmed, I would get agitated, I would get up, and I couldn't do it. I started creating my own meditation. So my meditations are more of like a pep talk and I actually have a morning routines resources section. So if you're like, I don't know what affirmations to use, I don't know um, what meditations or what journal prompts we're going to get into journaling shortly, then I have all of the resources that you need in a section. I'll put it in the show notes if you want to check it out. I take it the guesswork for you because I know how challenging this is. But meditating even for a couple minutes can change the trajectory of your day. Even box breathing or even two minutes. I always talk about the two minute rule. If you can do something for two minutes, it can change your day. Breathing deeply, box breathing for two minutes can totally help you come back to the present and really help your mindset. Journaling is another one. I have to be honest. I don't know where I'd be without journaling. Every single day I journal and it helps me, number one, do a lot of healing work that I need to do. We all have pieces of us that need love and healing, but it also helps me to level up in certain areas in terms of my life and my business. Journaling has allowed me to really create what I've, what I've wanted. And that combined with visualization has been a game changer. So these are some components of a morning routine. Now, I'm not saying for you to go and do all of these things. My goodness, you'll be overwhelmed and you'll throw it out the door. I want you to pick one of these. If you are brand new to a morning routine, pick one of these. I I recommend always starting with gratitude. Everybody can practice gratitude. The next thing is, okay, once you have your gratitude down, you have that one thing narrowed down, then add something else. We have got to get rid of this all or none mentality because if you try to go in and do all of the things that I do in a morning routine, it's just too much. And maybe some of them are not going to work for you. And that's cool too. I want you to take what works for you and leave the rest. So if you can just leave this podcast doing gratitude, fantastic. If you leave this podcast and decide, you know what, every day I'm going to choose five affirmations that I want to get behind. I'm going to practice them in the mirror, then get behind that. If you're like, no, I just need to breathe. I'm always finding I'm rushing in the morning. I'm going to get up. I'm just going to breathe for two minutes. Maybe it's while you're waiting for your coffee to brew. Maybe you're like, no, 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 journaling. I need to get back to journaling or a journaling sounds like something that I need. Then do that. Stop trying to do it all and just pick one thing for you to focus on. And here's the thing. Just because I write them down in the morning doesn't mean that you need to. A morning routine doesn't have to be a morning routine. It can be an evening. If you're a mom, when baby goes down for a nap, it could be at the supper table where you get everybody involved. The way it works for me might not be the way it works for you but the concept itself works. So find a way for you to work it into your schedule. The other day I was driving and I was stuck in traffic and came at road for all the locals. You know how lovely that is. I practiced gratitude then. I practiced affirmations then while I was sitting in the car because I felt road rage going on. So you can practice, practice these things anywhere. 
It's just, I feel so many people get caught up on the term morning routine that they feel that's the only way it can happen. My recommendation is like I just said, pick one thing, pick a time where it can and you think it will work in your schedule and do it then. Maybe eventually you do work it into a morning routine. Studies do show that it is the most effective in the morning, but studies also show that you're better off doing it any point during the day than not doing it at all. So as you leave and as you get ready, think about what one can you do? Is it gratitude, affirmations, journaling? Um, Is it meditation? What are the things that you feel that you can work on? And if you're like, oh no, I can do more than this. Just bear with me here and just nail down one new habit at a time. Then you can do something called habit stacking, which is when you have a habit already in place, you stack another habit on top. So for example, when I first started doing my morning routine, if you follow me at all, you know how much I love my latte. Like when I get up in the morning, I have collected so many pottery mugs. I get up, it's an experience for me. It's a slow way to start my morning and I dive into it. I pick my mug. It's a big experience. I love that. It's a habit I already had in place. So then what I did is I put my journal next to my coffee machine. So while the coffee was brewing, while it was getting ready, I would do my gratitude. I mean, the time's going to go anyway. Why not just be intentional with something that's going to set you up rather than worrying about your to-do list or what you had to do that day or what you didn't do the day before? That's how it started. Then eventually that started with bringing that journal into my chair while I was drinking my coffee. Instead of going on social media and scrolling, I implemented journaling. Did that for a little while. Once that got good, then I kept adding to it. And now my morning routine is a little bit longer, but I wouldn't have it any other way. So it's finding what works for you. The other elephant in the room is a lot of people think that in order to have a morning routine, you have to wake up at 5 a.m. And I really want to talk about this one because here's the thing. When I first started implementing my morning routine, I did get up at five o'clock a.m. And I still do most days, but I want to talk about why I do and why you necessarily don't need to. As a teacher and as somebody who who had a very, very busy schedule, the only time that I could find time in my day was in the morning. I tried doing it during lunchtime. I only had 20 minutes to eat. I had duty. It wasn't consistent. I couldn't do it. I had work meetings after school. I had my hockey. Then in the evenings, I was doing work for the next day for my students. I didn't have anything else consistent. The only time that I could bank on was me getting up earlier and having that time for me. That worked for me. It was the only time that I had. So I started the day taking care of myself and that trickled into everything else. Five o'clock worked for me. Now, Today, even though I do like to get up at five o'clock because I love starting my day, I have a full day's work done by lunchtime. Now that it's winter, I'm sleeping in a little bit more. I don't need to get up at 5 a.m. I don't have to have a 5 a.m. wake up call to be successful in implementing a morning routine. So while starting your day is great, even setting your alarm clock 10 minutes earlier and not reaching for your phone can have such a huge impact on your day. 
So these are just some things I wanted to mull out, some conversations that I've had with people about the resistance around a morning routine. These are a lot of things that show up, right? It doesn't have to be paper and pencil. I oftentimes, if I don't have time in the morning, if I slept in or something, I'll do my affirmations in the shower. We all have these pockets of time that we're filling anyway. It's just getting intentional and say, okay, where can I make it fit? But as long as you're carrying the attitude of, I can't make that work, you're telling your brain not even to look for ways for a solution. So now that the podcast is coming to an end, pick your one thing and ask yourself, how can I make this happen for my schedule and make it happen? Once you have that one thing in, you're going to start feeling so great. You're going to want to add the other ones. Now, two other things that I do as well in my morning routine, because they are my tools in my toolkit, is I work out in the mornings and I also learn every single morning. And I've created a six pillar system that I live by because it has changed my life. If you want to know more about that, I'll pop that into the comments so you can take a look. But there's always ways for you to make this work. Anywho, this is my take on morning routines. I will sing this until the cows come home because I've had such a huge impact on my life and of the clients that I work with. This is the thing that has continuously taught people what they're capable of, show them their true potential, and just created this pause for themselves to really figure out what they want and to get in, in tune with who they are. So if you're looking for the next thing to change, it all starts with you, all the external things that we reach for, the shopping, you know, the food, all those things are great in the moment, but they're not going to heal those wounds within. So if you're finally looking for a change, morning routines, I guarantee you where it's at. If you don't like the word morning routine, change it to something that you like. I have a client who calls them morning rituals and it just feels so much better. Find a way to make it work for you. Find a way for it to work into your schedule and do what works for you. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions about morning routines, feel free to reach out to me. Follow me on social media. I share all kinds of tips on how to implement and how to maintain these morning routines. I hope you have the best day. Thank you. And don't forget, keep it real and have some fun. Thanks for spending time with me today. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, feel free to take a screenshot and share this with someone that you think should hear this. If this is your very first time listening, I would really appreciate if you push that subscribe button so you can join us for all future episodes. And if you're feeling really generous, I would love for you to leave a five-star review. Be kind, folks. I'm Gina Keeping, and today we have been keeping it real. We'll see you next time.